want to get your thoughts about something that I think is really important and really not talked about nearly enough, uh, but it is a, a huge issue and a growing issue. This is that eating disorder support programs are seeing a rise in demand among youth. So what's going on here in our province? What can we find out about this? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a psychiatrist in the eating disorder unit at the University of Alberta Hospital, Dr. Laura Ostolowski. Dr. Ostolowski, thanks so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. This is something that I really think is uh, very common and something that a lot of people deal with to some extent, um, but really isn't talked about nearly enough. Tell us a little bit about the state right now of the demand for these programs and, and what's going on specifically with youth. Well, I think the eating disorders have obviously been in existence for a very long time. And I, I definitely think that, I mean, there's a lot more education about it. I don't think there'll ever be enough. I, I think that in today's youth, we've seen a rise in it, particularly after and during the COVID pandemic where people uh, were contained and not able to leave their homes and do the activities that they were normally doing. And this is particularly with respect to the youth, but I think we also saw a rise in the adult population as well. And so I think when, when youth are changed from their routines and they're not seeing their friends and they're not engaged in activities, um, that is not good for some youth. And, and the rise in eating disorders came about as a direct result related to mood and, and new onset anxiety um, because eating disorders can often be a way of coping mm-hmm. uh, with life, but also purely for the, for the opportunity to take time to change one's body, which in a genetically susceptible population, you will end up with an eating disorder. It's, a, I think, a, a very complex subject because it's not, a, it, it's not as simple as someone who is, you know, wanting to, to look a certain way and therefore then, you know, exerting a lot of control. These are, these are oftentimes uh, really complicated manifestations of different types of disorders and, and anxieties. So seeing an increase now, does that suggest to you something more that's going on within our society? Well, I think that uh, I, I definitely feel that with respect to society, I think that societal pressures are enormous now for families and for youth. And I, I mean, I would say the internet may have had some effect, but I don't think it's certainly the case uh, for everyone. But I think just the idea that there's more stress, there's higher expectations for people to get into programs and things and do well, that, you know, that stress is, is unmanageable um, in some youth and people in general. And so, therefore, the attention paid uh, on youth in terms of their eating practices may not be available to the same extent because families are very busy, understandably. And, and so I, I think society, with, in a go, go, go type of society, you're going to get a subset of people that are going to struggle with these disorders. So do you, do you see that the demand for treatment um, and support programs, is that something that's promising? That at least there's a community of people that say, look, I'm going to acknowledge or I'm ready to acknowledge that I need some help and I need some additional support. 
I think because the awareness is building more and more, I do think that people are more willing to seek treatment, whether they are youth or adults. And and there are more, certainly more psychologists, there are more dietitians, there's more awareness of eating disorders in general. And then sometimes people are going to need much more intensive treatment, which we have here at the university hospital um, where we can do very intensive medical management etc that may be beyond the scope of a family doctor or a pediatrician so yes there there's there's lots of opportunities for treatment it's just that treatment wait times are longer and treatment is needed for, you know, obviously you're mentioning that this is something that kind of runs the gamut across younger people, but also into adults as well. But, you know, when we're looking at the data saying that um, it's pediatric cases that are making up to 40% of the U of A's eating disorder program, and that's pretty that's pretty alarming. Treatment is really something that is is needed to interject for these kids. What What ages are we seeing here that are dealing with this? Well, I think the youngest patient that I ever saw in my practice was 10 years old. But sometimes we see, we hear of cases that are younger than that. But generally, you probably will see the onset of a need for treatment at the age of 12 or 13. And that age has come down uh, from the age of 14, 15, which would have been the case about 10 years ago. Hmm. So is the is the ask then for increased resources for additional support to try to help to give people what they need? Well, I don't think any program can ever receive too much support. So of course, we can always use more people who are who are well trained and understand the illness very well. Uh, to help treat the enormous caseloads that we had. Like last year, we had 1,500 people walk through our clinic. And that's a lot of people uh, to be managing. But I mean, we do our best, but obviously as much as we can, we, um, we look forward to any support that we can get because treatment is very long-term. I think that's one of the things is that when you have a youth in treatment, you can expect a treatment length of at least 18 months wow. to get a good result. And so you, it's not going to be a, a, a two or three visits and that's it. It's going to be many, many visits with the treatment team. And so you can imagine 18 months, that's a very big toll on a family mm-hmm. and on the, on the child themselves to be able to do all of the necessary parts of treatment. Are there are there tools that you can suggest um, for a family that might be dealing with this and isn't isn't able to get in to, to receive treatment either for for parents or even for an adult that's really struggling? What do you suggest? Well, the Alberta Wellness Center for Eating Disorders has a number of locations, and certainly they do offer very excellent support. Um, the um, Alberta Network for Eating Disorders, Support Network uh, for Alberta, they offer support as well. Um, and, and those are often can be virtual as well, which is even more convenient for people to receive support. I don't always necessarily advise going to the internet per se, because I think some of the information is not always reputable. 
um, or true. And so there in our program, we definitely recommend specific TED Talks and websites that we think are, are very good. But I think the, the, the treatment, if you look under eating disorders, you know, under Google, you are going to see the, you know, the psychologists and, and programs that are available. Definitely, at least for Edmonton. But there are them in, in uh, Red Deer and Calgary. And, you know, it would be nice to have them up more treatment available in northern Alberta, for example. Uh, that would be very helpful because to receive support when families really need it, you know, a, a lot of our patients are out of town, mm. right? So for them to come in for support, you know, people have to you know, take time off of work and bring them in. And, you know, it's it, it's a very big commitment for recovery. It's a, but a, such an important job uh, that you're doing. And we thank you mm-hmm. so much for, for making the time today to kind of explain the latest of what's been going on. Dr. Ostolowski, thank you. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome.